Hello. Hello. Hello, Joe. Hello, Tony. How's it going? Are we live? We're live. Cool. Hi, Fruits. Hey. Uh, I'm good. I grabbed my morning sandwich. There you go. I'm chilling. Is it still hot there? It's cooling off a little bit. It's like 25. Okay. But it's also almost the middle of November, so who knows? Yeah. Super cold here. Mm. Keeping up with Yuri. You're going to get those uh, wild, wild soul um, winters now. Yeah. I'm not prepared for that. (laughs) (laughs) You get some of that, some of that tech wear, some of that, some of that fleece. I bought like a really big jacket from a secondhand store. Heat tech. Heat tech. Yeah, Uniqlo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, what should we talk about? Uh. What should we tell people what they did not? What if? What they did know? What they did not know? <laughs> um. People might know this about SoundCloud. It's coming back. Yeah, man. <laughs> Everybody wants to be 2012 out again. Everyone realized that was the good part. Yeah, that was like that was like I think we've gone far enough in this like meandering kind of like whatever hole that we're in. Yeah. No. SoundCloud wise. They were like, oh, everybody wishes it was, like, good again. Yeah. Um, and I based it on a few reactions and conversations and some pop songs that have come out that have sounded like those aesthetics. I think also it's because a lot of those people who made those tracks were putting out sample packs, and so it's really easy to make. Oh, Really? Like, can you name any? I haven't seen these sample packs. I've just been hearing, like, like I talked about Twice as New song. Oh, yeah. Someone told me that the Girlfriend from Luna, which sounds like a Wave Racer song, like Streamers. Yeah. Uh, is, like, from the same, basically everything there is from the future-based sample pack. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Which makes sense to me. Yeah, I get it. I think being a really good K-pop producer, or maybe not a really good one, but at least like a starting out one, one that'll be interesting, is just to take like one or two of the most recent sample packs, most recent sample packs. Yeah. Making like a whatever song with it. <laughs> a whatever yeah. song. Yeah, because it's not even about like the quality of the song. It's just like how perfectly you can emulate a style. True. You know what I mean? They got all the sounds there. Yeah, so as long as you can just like 
sound like brass tracks or sound like uh Catronata or something like that. You could just like get a track. Yeah. Uh, that's no that's no that's no smear. I think that's a really talented thing to do to work that fast. It's just Totally. It's more it's 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 more of a skill than making vapor wave. Right? <laughs> Takes a little bit more work, maybe. A lot, a lot more work. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, kudos. But yeah, I think a really hot culture cultural mine right now, a cultural vein to mine is those aesthetics, those future base. Um, SoundCloudy 2012 2013 aesthetics, and then you have the old artists like Stu and all these other guys who like really capitalize on that wave who are now successful. Question mark. Yeah. Um, just like kind of pining for those days publicly. Oh so really? Yeah. I don't know what this means for the future if they're gonna actually like redo a thing or make a thing. Also, SoundCloud got that Instagram integration. Oh, yeah, I saw that. So there's been a little bit more use on there, I think. And people are... Now, what do you think? What do you think? <clears throat> there's a lot of things that happened between 2012 and 2018 on SoundCloud, especially. Yeah. Tell me what about do you think it. What's the big thing that made it not good anymore? Yeah, I don't know what happened. It just kind of like kind of fizzled out I think there wasn't a lot of more interesting stuff coming you think it was <laughs> what do you think is like a one you think there's too many people making sounds do you think um, it was reposts or oh yeah a lot of people say yeah. reposts but I don't know <laughs> I think it was like, I think it was the monopolization of those like Download gets like toned in and oh yeah, and then making those like accounts that have like eighty billion followers because everybody has to use their service. Yeah, my feed just kind of like got flooded with all that stuff and yeah. like artist union and like sometimes you'd even know how you <clears throat> started following those in the first place. Like uh-huh. I was just like, why is EDM super hyper beats? free samples in my feed. I don't know what this is. Right. <laughs> well, that was like the good, that was like the good fallback when you get like crazy sample packs and stuff. Oh, yeah. That was, <laughs> was just like eight accounts that follow Skrillex or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? And nothing wrong with Skrillex, but I don't need eight accounts telling me the new Skrillex song is here. Totally. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, maybe it didn't really go away. It just got harder to find or... Mm-hmm. Who knows? Also, why the fuck did they cap follow, uh, accounts you can follow at 2,000? What? So, did they? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm only like 900 away from that. <laughs> I've been at 2,000 for like the last two years. Oh, really? I like follow people to follow people. Sucks. Let, let me see your account. It says you're following 2003. Yeah, because I broke it. <laughs> Good job.
Anyways. Anyways. Yeah. It's 2013. Yeah. Yeah, you can just make like C Punk right now and it'll like do well. <laughs> yeah, C Punk will come back. And then the next next Twice song will sound like it. God, I hope so. Yeah, we can. There's a Dal Shabet song from like 2013, 2012. That's basically a C Punk song. I played it a couple times. It just has like bubble noises in the background. It's like... <laughs> and, and like Baltimore breaks. Exactly. I can even hear like Immutoid kind of in uh like in Look at Me twice song. Mm-hmm. But um maybe that's not directly like inspired cuz Immutoid probably inspired all the SoundCloud producers and then for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That was a good talk. I hope people learn stuff. <laughs> you guys get it now. Mm-hmm. What else we got? What, what's going on with you, Tony? How's Soul? Uh, pretty good. We played a show the other night. Nice. Yeah. Are you just working from home most of these days? Yeah. Except yeah. for Monday. <clears throat> what neighborhood do you live in? Uh, the station's called Ungnam. It's okay. just, it's just like thirty minutes north of Hongdae. Okay. Yeah. So Itaewon's a little bit away for you. Ah, uh, yeah. I haven't really gone there lately. Mm. <clears throat> when are you gonna go on Soul Community Radio again? I don't know. That's Someone. Someone hooked me up with that. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's, did you go to this Italo disco event in Seoul or something? Oh, yeah. Um, it was called like Italo Cosmic or something. Nice. Where was it? Uh, do you know Seoul 19... Or what's it called? Channel 1969. Uh, I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of like a big room and like it seems like better for bands maybe, but um, yeah, it's it good. Kind of, is it kind of like Mars? Shinjuku Mars? Or is it kind of like- uh, yeah, if Mars was like much wider, kind okay. of like that. Okay. So how long was the event? Uh, God. It was like... 8 or 9 p.m. to 11 or midnight, so... Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah, it wasn't, like, all night, Italo. <laughs> I thought it was, like, till like, I thought it was, like, 10 till 6 a.m. Like, <laughs> track anniversary, but it's all Italo DJs. <laughs> Italo's still going at, like, 4.30. Yeah, I thought, like, at 5 a.m., you're just like, maybe there's too much Italo. <laughs> Maybe we could play something else. Yeah, at that point, yeah. yeah. Tweeted, like, like I feel like I've reached my talent limit, basically. <laughs> yeah, after like the third set, I was like, okay, I've heard pretty much every 
a title song, I feel like now. <clears throat> but Air Bear changed it up, actually, and he played some okay. stuff I haven't heard. Okay. We talked to him a little bit. Now, now, would you say this feeling is a knock, or not a knock, but just a commentary on their selections? Or a talk about the genre? What do you think made you feel like that? Do you think it was because... Actually... It was a very narrow band of, I think, aesthetics? Uh, or hmm. is it because they picked songs that you kind of thought, you kind of knew with too much you, is it because you know too much of Tallow that you just got bored of whatever it was playing to be honest maybe it was uh, like I think maybe just straight of Tallow is not that interesting but I mean and not so wide but I think you can branch out and go into like explore like freestyle and other related things right like like a uh, break machine stuff like right. that you kind of just felt maybe at the Italo event like you'd feel at like a minimal techno event or <laughs> yeah if it yeah it's like god Someone yeah figure something else out yeah like kind of tell the story of like how Italo turned into other things or even how it turned into like or like Euro Eurobeat and stuff like that, or right. Big Beat, EBM. <clears throat> do you think we're spoiled? Do you think we were spoiled, or we are spoiled, or you were spoiled in Tokyo, in Japan, of being more willing to tell that story? Yeah, I, I felt like most people would just. Even a lot of the events did decide a theme. Hmm. Seemed like people would be willing to go, outside of that. It felt like when people decided a theme at a show in Tokyo. Yeah. Especially because these shows are like eight hours long. Yeah. <laughs> that they'd just be like, you'd have like two or three dates. So you'd have like an event like that. And then you'd have like 15 DJs. Yeah, and 16. Two DJs or three DJs who are like really devoted to that idea. Yeah. And the rest would just be like, like, like when you hold a cat too hard and it's like clawing to get out <laughs> yeah like and yelling to get us like out of that realm yeah get me out of here yeah <laughs> so you could go to a party and be like house and then you have like a guy just playing like fucking donk <laughs> that's definitely it, happened it's kind of it's like donk house or Def something yeah. And you're like, wow, I saw the most amazing dog house set. <laughs> yeah. Or like... Thanks for the script house night. <laughs> or just DJ Pigeon playing nothing I've ever heard before. And sure. Maybe, yeah. I know actor is supposed to play the next uh, Sylvie. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Kind of interested what that what he would play at that. I want to bring actor to Taiwan. I think people would really like him. Oh God, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, his live set just goes off. Like people get so into it. Is it is it a four of four? Yeah, the sampler. Cool. I yeah. figured. 
I've actually never seen this live set, only his DJ sets. Yeah, I like the DJ sets. Just personally see what he's got. I mean, he's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, not necessarily. I mean, his choices and his DJ style is great, but also he can just smoke that American spirit and keep the ash on the spirit. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't think I've seen. I don't think I've seen anyone's smoke a cigarette so well during their session. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that that if you have an American spirit and you have like sixty percent of it ash and you're just still rocking the beat. Yeah. Totally. Then he like threw on this uh like rare seven inch and he just like flung the insert across the room and everyone grabbed it and was like oh what is it <laughs> just feeding it to the crowd he was just like yeah. throwing them it's great what a rock star <laughs> yeah um yeah what were we talking about <laughs> I have one more question about the Italo party okay were they did they at least like sequence their set well? Did they like drop like the hot track at the right time, or was it uh, whenever they just like whenever they felt like it? Uh, yeah, I kind of felt like a few of the people were just kind of going through the motions. Like, oh, I know everyone knows this song, and yeah, it could have been a little better. Like, play this song at this type of night. Right. But I don't know. It's probably hard to get enough people to come out for a tallow anyway. How many people were there? Uh, it's normal. It wasn't like City Hunter at Sindosi, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> we know all about the City Hunter business model just being wildly successful. <clears throat> were there as many people on the second one? Uh, Not as many, but still a really good amount of people. Yeah. I mean, Yohei Hatsuga was like a big deal, I think, in that circle. Oh, right. Yeah. TJ Soulscape. We had a. Uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Soulscape. Yeah, Soulscape. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, man. City Hunter. I picked up. My third kangaroo album last time I was in Japan. Oh, yeah. Heard you play nice, that. Nice, nice, nice. nice. <laughs> kangaroo. Kangaroo. Uh, Let me look them up. You can, still, you can still find some stuff in Tokyo. Definitely. So I mean, you just can't find anything from, like, very specific things. Yeah, you're not going to find um uh Sunset uh Seaside Lovers Memories in Beach House. You want but it's because it's 300 fucking dollars. I can <laughs> Uh yeah. You saw they reissued uh they reissued uh uh Inoyama Land? No. Yeah. <laughs> yep, the 
one I have that's like my bought it for like one twenty UST. Yeah. I think now it's like three hundred. Oh jeez. Because yeah. I can only find uh oh wait, this is the wrong kangaroo. Where's kangaroo from? They're Japan. Okay, it's not this then. <laughs> Yeah, kangaroos, nice, 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 or kangaroos stepping, so, and then stepping, okay. Stepping is like what S T E P P I N. Yeah. Not fan. I have a very. <laughs> well, the cover is really good. <laughs> really good. That one's like that one's like well known, I guess, through blogs and stuff. So the normies have that one. It's not too much on Discogs. No, it's very popular. But so you have Steppen? I have yeah. Steppen, that was the first one. And then I have the one that's like in the desert. I forget what it's called, but it's got a track called like Nuclear War or something on it. That's tight. Disc. Yes, Disc. Yeah, Nuc kangaroo Disc. Nightmare. Nuclear Song. Yeah, Nuclear Song. Whoa. And then I have, now I have Kangaroo Nice, Nice, Nice. Nice, nice, nice. I really like their logo. Yeah, it really <laughs> it's a good, 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 well-drawn kangaroo on their logo. Yeah. Looks, <laughs> looks like they have one more album, "A Night in New York." Oh, oh I've seen that one around. Huh. I don't know if I bought it. I might have bought it. I'd have to take a look. I can't remember. Sometimes I just buy them in a daze. Whoa. There's a 7-inch of A Night in New York, and it just has the members on the cover. I've seen the whole album, I think. Maybe uh, I saw it, it was just too expensive. Oh, uh, okay. <clears throat> you never really pick up records in Taipei? I don't see them that often. I actually went to a really good spot the other day with Carol. Oh, yeah. Um, the guy definitely has a great collection, but yeah. he also has them at very, like, you know how, like, Rare Groove is Discogs plus 10% maybe? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> this guy is probably, like, Discogs plus 15 to 20%. Dang. But he has like all he has like all the classics. Not really. For sure. And so we were talking. I was just talking like, "Oh, you have Pacific. Pacific's great. Here's Fashion File. We can play it." Nice. We let me play a bunch of his records, which is great. Super nice guy. Yeah, it's cool. There's places like that. <laughs> yeah, we can uh, go check that out next time you're in town. Though you'll, you'll be there. I think he's trying to turn it into like a DJ lounge. It's basically like an apartment. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. And that's right on the corner of the bootleg area in Taipei. Oh, my favorite so, area. Yeah. It's like right on the corner of it. Wow. So, good location. <clears throat> Let's see. You go to the to the dock. I'm on the, I'm looking at the dock. 
what's next on the dock? What are we not covering? What What's this about techno DJs calling Gabber techno? <laughs> yeah, it was just like, you know, it's our continuing saga of uh, techno DJs, like 4-4 DJs finding new genres, finding, quote, air quote, new genres. Oh, yeah. Throwing them into their sets, and then people are like, oh my god, we've discovered Gabber. Well, well, like a whole fucking generation of young, weird, queer kids have been playing this shit in their basements to each other. Yeah. And throwing shows, playing this stuff. You know, it's just the same thing. So it's just like Gabber and some hardcore stuff is like kind of what what have the t- what have the techno whites found out about today they're gonna play sandstorm next exactly yeah. so <laughs> I see what's going on here you know what I mean so like okay so what do you think's next what do you think's next for the resident advisor crowd to write a fucking stupid article about and get all the names wrong Oh God! I think City Pop might be in danger of it. I think you'll get not that it already hasn't already happened already. I think. Yeah, if that hasn't happened already. I'm sure people have been throwing like fucking Passion Flower by Harumi Hosono into their into their sets. Yeah, I don't know how much more they can milk out of it. I guess. <laughs> oh, they'll find a way. They can milk plenty. They can keep re. They can keep reissuing stuff. They're gonna start milking Taiwan pop music. Everybody's just gonna play Aaron Kwok over and over again. Yeah. (laughs) Aaron Kwok. Burgine's just gonna turn into a fucking data fruits but the live venue. <laughs> wow. That'd be amazing. You're gonna have some weirdo just playing jazz for two hours <laughs> at noon. <laughs> at That's my dream. And then it's just nightcore the rest of the time. Yeah. <laughs> jazz immediately followed by nightcore. So the next DJ just like doesn't even try to mix it in. Just like boom. Burgan will just be like one guy trying to set up his internet for like thirty minutes before starting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the port? What's the port? What's the port? What's the port? Did you change the port, Tony? I can't find the oh, I'm not getting any sound. You should rebrand <laughs> Danford as the Burgine of Nightcore. Yeah. <laughs> I have to stay on brand. I should probably be just playing make, Night Court just, now. Just make a cool new logo and do it for like two weeks. Just two weeks. <laughs> then change it back immediately. Yeah. 
And there's people when people ask like, "What happened to the bird guy in Nightcrawler?" You're like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. No idea. That makes no sense to me. <laughs> I I never did that. I would never do that. <clears throat> um, yeah. You know so how that, other podcasts sound like they're just talking the whole time, and there's no pause between anything they're saying. Right. It's because they edit it. Right. Exactly. But it's okay because we're good at this. <laughs> yeah. And this is live. <laughs> and this is direct to you with all the pauses because we're real people. And we have to think about things. A thousand percent authentic. That's okay. That's okay to be real and think. Um, what else we got here? What do we got to teach him? We're gonna run. We're gonna talk about everything this first episode, and we're never gonna do another episode again. Yeah, maybe this show should be like ten minutes long. <laughs> Are there any questions in the chat? Is there anybody in the chat? Caller in the chat if you have questions. I'm not actually looking at a computer. I'm like setting up my CDJs. Yeah, I can't find anyone in the chat. Okay. Maybe no one in the chat. No one. I'll tweet something. It's okay. It's okay. It's going on SoundCloud. If you're all listening on SoundCloud, uh, welcome to SoundCloud. Um, what you can do is you can tweet at Fruits with the hashtag Did You Know. There we go. And yeah. ask a question, and we'll, we'll 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 tackle it on the next episode of Did You Know? Yeah, we'll put it in our Google Doc. We'll put it. We have a Google Doc. We're professional like this. We have a Google Doc, and it's got stuff like tomato cuisines around the world, around Asia. Yeah. And <laughs> and uh, cow games question mark, but then crossed out because he couldn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> I just remembered when you served tomatoes at the City Hunter in Seattle. Mm-hmm. That was good. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. Try to get fucking tomatoes at Burgeye. You're not. You're not going to. Here's a tip. Take a tomato, slice it up, add some mayonnaise on the side. You got yourself a a snack there. You got yourself a super snack for all sorts of. That'll put like two more hours of a tallow in your in your gas tank. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Does uh Goku cute or however you say it? What's he doing now? He's chilling. He's doing music. Well, right? His profile picture is like a Yu-Gi-Oh card. <laughs> That's why there's a rule. These guys are rule. I really think you, if you did stick around Tokyo, you'd have to pivot into only booking SoundCloud rap shows. And you could just like really give the rest of the world a run for the money. Yeah. 
Yeah, Goku cute. I think he plays a lot, actually. He does. He plays yeah. a lot. He's had a few gigs at Batica and stuff. Yeah. He's I'm... playing Christmas Day. <laughs> Seriously? With uh, Fox 4G. Nice. Who I also really like. I should put out like a little mix, like a mix or something with all these guys on it, because people keep asking about them. This is a Japanese SoundCloud rap, by the way. Japanese SoundCloud rap is great. Yeah. You guys are go go cute, quit. I don't even know. But uh, him and uh, Fox 4G, Sleep Mage. Oh yeah, Sleep Sleep Mage really blew me away. I would say Sleep Mage is probably the uh, like the, the central figure in this. Yeah, scene. for me. But I think everybody has excellent qualities worth talking about, worth listening to. <clears throat> I keep showing like Japanese people these things, and they're like, "Wow, really." <laughs> Yeah. How did how did you know about this? I'm just like they're there. They're they're good. <laughs> Produced by Laptop Boy Boy. <laughs> yeah, Laptop Boy Boy. Do you know Laptop Boy Boy? Have you met him? I'm no. sure he's come to the show. <laughs> Is he yeah, from? He has to be one of those eight people in the fucking DJ booth when Goku Cube plays. <laughs> Eight people and no one knows how to use a CJ. I hope so. <laughs> I have no idea if he... I don't know. Um, do you want to work with Laptop Boy Boy? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if there's an opportunity. I don't know what I would do. You hear that, Laptop Boy Boy? You should put some stuff out on Datafruits. Yeah. Might come at a price. Release you... some pop materials. You can buy his beats on BeatStars.com. On what? BeatStars.com. BeatStars? Yeah. What is that? I don't know. I don't understand this whole universe of like rappers paying for reposts and stuff like that. Oh yeah, ten dollars, ten dollars for reposts. Yeah. You know, it's it's right. It's it's the hustle life. I can't I can't can't fade that. It's it's legit. They gotta get by. So here's Laptop Boys SoundCloud. Laptop Boy Boy SoundCloud page. He doesn't have a pro account, and you can repost for three days for $15. How many followers do you got? 3,585. That's great. <laughs> fuck, fuck a pro account. You should be able to pro account away, like, copyright strikes. Pro account away copyright strikes? Yeah, if you have, like, four copyright strikes or something. <laughs> you yeah. Like, 
get a pro account for a month, and then it goes to three. Oh. Like the tears? Yeah. Maybe you could, like, threaten them. Be like, yo, you gave me a strike. Why should I pay for you? Yeah, I think the more you pay, the more copyright strikes you should be allowed to have. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, just figure it out. (laughs) You gotta bring the CDJs over to uh, the radio? Uh, Just my mixer later. Oh, yeah. And I'm practicing for, we got a party in, Ta- in Taipei. It's going to be a pop music party, not just K-pop. I think someone's playing a bunch of C-pop. Nice. And stuff. But uh, I'm going to play K-pop. There you go. <laughs> and I'm beat-being, so we're practicing this beat to be. Nice. <laughs> But I think I am missing Ethernet cable, which sucks. Oh no. But I have like eight, so it's okay. <laughs> I always have like eight cables. I always have like eight. Yeah. Just eight. Eight's a good number. I try to have eight of every cable. That's a really good idea. And bring as many of them as possible to every gig. <clears throat> Alright, what's also on the dock? We need. Tomato cuisine. Oh, is someone in the chat? Someone yeah, said. Yeah, so like, how do you prefer your tomatoes, Tony? How do they? How, what's the best way to get tomatoes in in Korea? <laughs> That's a good question. Like, Have you not explored it? <laughs> yeah. All I eat is like barbecue and bibimbap and kimbap and. Yeah, I haven't really found that tomato side dish. If anyone knows, it's probably at like a Japanese style izakaya. There's one by my house. I haven't been there yet. Mm, yeah, maybe. Just get the normal cold tomato. Yeah. If I feel like it would be like they would just give you the tomato and like a knife or some scissors. And you have to do it yourself. Can you get it? They might tell you otherwise, but Taiwan people got sticky, sticky ass DJ hands. (laughs) DJ hands? Don't Don't believe them when they say they aren't sticky, sticky fingered DJs in Taiwan. (laughs) You see, DJs are pretty sticky. 
little bit sticky icky. It's okay. Why ain't my shit working right now? No one likes a broken CDJ. Like you got it. Yeah, it works out. Um, yeah, so in Japan, you get your tomatoes, you know, cold. Yeah. On the plate. And that's obviously the best way to do it. Yeah. With the mayonnaise. So in Taiwan, and we should, I regret, regret we did not do this. I guess in Japan too, you can get. Tomato ramen. Uh, yeah. There's a chain in Japan. Uh, yeah, there's that one in Shibuya I've never been to. Yeah, that's pretty good. Is it pretty good? Yeah. I'll have to go there when I'm in there in December. The tomato ramen. It, in Taiwan, I imagine it's different though. So Taiwan, we got we got uh, we got <coughs> beef noodle soup with tomato in it. Oh man! Like a, like they pulp tomatoes and put it in with the broth. That sounds great. Calgame says you're very quiet. Yeah, I tried to turn it up now, and uh... but but <laughs> I, but I'm really loud. You're loud loud enough, I think. Loud enough. Okay. I think it sounds good. But Tony's quiet. You're just gonna have to go this through, put pass us through audition, and and. Uh remaster it yeah i'll just put distortion on my voice <clears throat> just uh just you know just throw an audition and just master it for the club the club mix <laughs> master <laughs> master this podcast for the club podcast episode everything. one club mix it'll fix everything yeah and like give us clipping which will be tight we'll be like clipping hard <laughs> my favorite thing <laughs> Yeah, got that. Got to have that hard clip. Got to get in that red on your podcast. If you're not getting in the red on your podcast, what the fuck are you even doing? People probably can't even hear it. Exactly. People are not getting lit to your podcast on a Friday night. <laughs> the fuck. Yo, is that the next? Is that the next DJ move? Is that the next avant avant-garde DJ move? Just play a podcast. Yeah. Can you just be like Code Nine and ask for four CDJs and then just one <laughs> CDJ just plays a podcast the entire time? <laughs> yeah, I really want someone to do that. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I think that's my that's my Hojo challenge for this week. Someone actually DJ you, a podcast. <laughs> when you're playing your Nightcore in the channel. 
get a third get a third channel going and get that uh this american life podcast just running just yeah. running the entire time <laughs> the entire set and sometimes you cut out of your stuff and just like cut into it real quick and it's just like ira glass going like and that's the news for the hour and then you go back in your fucking net core yeah and it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a slick move People on Resident Advisor are going to copy it in like two months. Why so don't do people it. do that? Because not enough young queer people have done it. <laughs> so no one's going to copy it yet. I'd love to try a three CDJ set just so <laughs> I can have those podcasts on deck. Yeah, you got to put it on your writer. Put it on your writer. CDJs. <laughs> I need at least three CDJs, uh, maybe more. Tricky Tracks crew, they need five because there's four of them plus one for podcasts. <laughs> five CDJs. We yeah. need a we need a five channel mixer. Yeah, because they're all actually playing at the same time. Exactly. Five channel mixer, or we don't play. That's what we're gonna see in the future. Four plus one channel mixer for podcast enthusiasts. DJing is going to be about the layers. It's already been about the layers. More uh, layers. Elevation, elevation plays on like four channels. Wow. Yeah. Just like on his uh, laptop? Uh, yeah, he uses the tractor. That's great. When he's playing, he's got like four channels going. I want to try that. Yeah, it's tight. Do you One, remember Guchan's uh, like that like hour long mix of like everything? Yeah, that was that's like a really important thing that happened. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. A really important thing that people who <laughs> DJ right now should be aware of. And if you're not aware of it, you're probably not a DJ. <laughs> like, if you're a good DJ, you're just not a DJ. Oh yeah, Guchan, the hugest rave on the internet. <laughs> yeah. I saw Guchan tweeted like a thousand people bought chocolate pies from McDonald's and then went to Fuji, Mount Fuji Station and just like gave them to people. <laughs> I think he, he retweeted it. Did he have a commentary about it or did he just say that happened? Um the the picture was like a news like a news show a japanese news show and then his comment was like this is completely a rave or something <laughs> this is a rave <laughs> okay that's good yeah that's good he's just like rave des <laughs> yeah he was like kanzenni rave or something <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I didn't see that tweet. Sounds good. Sounds like a good tweet. Good tweet. Sounds like a good tweet. Anyone in the chat seen any good tweets? Uh, what did I see? I haven't seen many great tweets. Nothing, nothing really, nothing really getting my gander lately. Just Uh, Joe Yuri. Joe Yuri, you know, she's just killing it. She's just doing really well. That was a really great 
uh, narrative this year of me begging for likes for Joe Yuri at every Todak Todak Liar Liar show, and then her getting third place, like I expected. <laughs> what? How did you become so invested in her success? Uh, no, it was just is. You know, she's solid. She's really good. Yeah. She's really good. Uh, but you know, like, like the game is much fun, more fun. That those shows are much more fun. We got a horse and race. I didn't expect my horse to last that far, go that hard. <laughs> but it did. Oh, I see. She did, and that was great. Yeah. And so it's fun to be involved. Also, you know, you can you you can uh. <clears throat> really be honest with the liar liar todak todak crowd and i chose to be very honest about my my uh my affinity towards joe yuri and they accepted that and that was great yeah. and thus i chose to ride it to the to the end and beyond and it hasn't ended yet it just keeps on going <laughs> and she keeps delivering that's great i appreciate the consistency yeah yeah exactly <laughs> you know, you just really stick with something. You just really got to stick with something. Yeah. You know, the sun rises in the east and sets in the west, and Joe Yuri is third place. It's, it's that simple. Just stick with something, you know. <laughs> just it could be Nightcore. Um, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, Protoss 48 was just a really wild show. And I think a lot more wild than people give credit to <laughs> because it's like a geopolitical experiment. And it's like kind of good, but kind of bad too. Like, I guess Korea, Japan right now is not so great. Right. Uh, because of uh, some, I, I heard like a Korean court found a Japanese steel company liable for some payments to some like post-war working condition things Ah, uh, really haven't heard about yeah. that one and so because of that now um there's been some protests and counter protests and like a bunch of k-pop groups can't go play in japan right now oh really <laughs> damn like bts has not been played in japan like uh, pretty big like twice as delayed well there something so yeah um you know joe yuri is powerful but she can't fix everything <laughs> can't fix the can't fix, international can't relations fix exactly unfortunately that was kind of the, that was kind of the hope of produce 48 i think is to create a, a group and it's like ballsy that's like super ballsy oh yeah yeah It'd be like it'd be almost as bad as like creating like a Palestine-Israel like pop group. <laughs> <laughs> and just hoping things work well, like yeah, you know, uh, you know, just like oh, we just hope there's like peace for a little bit. So was Japan involved in that, or did they just kind of use the forty-eight? Name. Yeah, so it's an AKB48. Yeah, okay. Right. So it's like a joint joint jam from AKB48 and Mnet, which is produced 101. Joint project. Yeah, so they just had 
48 AKB48 members and 48 Korean trainees competing against each other. Oh, uh, okay. That is interesting. And it was like just wild following it because you'd have like streaks of nationalism, uh, streaks of like whataboutism, and all this other stuff going on. And again, you had this group that like people are kind of suspicious of, but like kind of love. And it's like they just won number one on a show, and they're like the fastest to win, win number one on the show, like ever, I guess. Fastest girl group right. to win. Um, yeah, just really interesting stuff. Calcal Games is asking about. A shirt that BTS wore. They like oh, yeah. got so, their tour so canceled. So there's a shirt, and it's not just BTS, but a couple other K-pop stars have worn it, and it's a it's like an anti-war anti-war shirt. Yeah. But it has a picture of uh, the atomic bomb being dropped on. Oh yeah, yeah. Like on the back. Okay. And so people think of it as like a anti-Japan shirt. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. So a lot of people have blamed the shirt for Japan-Korea relations. <laughs> uh, hmm. But I think I think I'm pretty sure it's more this like actual like political deal with with. Uh, consequences that has something to do with it not this fucking shirt yeah they're just trying to blame it on something maybe mm -hmm. it's funny though because like korea definitely does like slip it in something like there's a whole i can imagine there's a, there's a long history of of mistakes in korean cultural like music videos and stuff that like is like just like jazz in Japan. It's just like <laughs> like they're aware they're doing it though, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but like you know Red Velvet, right? Yeah. So when Red Velvet came out, their first music video, there's a scene in it where there's like like a bunch of newspapers fly by. Yeah. And if you slow mo it and you look at the newspapers, they're all like. They're all like Pearl Harbor. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> it's really, it's like really fucking wild. What? And then like they re-edited re it, they re-edited the video and took all those newspapers out, and that's the video you can see on YouTube <laughs> now. Why did they do that? It's it's fucking it's like fucking wild. <laughs> God. And and like. You know, the line is like, we made a horrible mistake. We're very sorry. But they keep doing these things. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, there's like the, uh, there's like the Japanese empire flag. Yeah. Like the sun with the lines on it. Right. And there's like parts where like some K-pop star really wearing shoes and they'll have the Japanese empire sun on it. Uh-huh. It'll be fucking hilarious. Interesting. But it's not like it's not the Koreans who get offended at it. It's it's the Japanese who do. 
Yeah. Just one more thing. But it doesn't even seem that bad. Cause... <clears throat> I found the shirt and it just says, like, Patriotism, Our History, Liberation, Korea. And it just says right. that over and over again. Yeah, and it has that picture on the back. It just seems like one of those things where they're just using English text because, like, it looks cool and... Not really thinking about the meeting, maybe. Right. Uh, Cal Games also linked us a tweet. Um, I don't think <laughs> it says, "Do you have what it takes to shit from the ass?" By ass shitter. Damn. I think that's okay. Um, yeah. Well, I think we talked about everything. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good. Do we have any other? What? What? What do you? What? What products you got coming up now, Tony? What do I got now? Mm-hmm. Um, do we rant enough about anything? I think we ranted. We some ranted. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's Taiwan beef noodle soup has tomatoes in it. We also do the tomatoes with the egg mixed up, and that's pretty good too. So I recommend that if you like tomatoes in Taiwan. Yeah, I'll have to try that yeah. next time. Yeah, that's like a real classic side dish. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, so if anyone has any ideas for the next show or any questions, let us know. Best spaghetti in China? Best hmm. spaghetti in China? Yeah. I don't know. I don't live in China. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <clears throat> can't beat Caesarea in Japan. Yeah, probably Caesarea. <laughs> Do they have Caesarea anywhere else but Japan? Oh, they have Caesarea in Taiwan for sure. Oh, do they? Oh, yeah. I think pretty much every chain they have here. Gusto? No. Uh... No, I don't think they do have gusto. We have gusto like things. Yeah. Yeah, but gusto. Miss Family Mart. We definitely have. Did you say Miss Family Mart? Yeah, I miss it. Oh, you miss it. I thought you were talking about a female version of Family Mart. (laughs) (laughs) I think I saw that at the bootleg. Like a. I would not be surprised if they tried to make a Miss Family Mart and tried to market it towards women. Oh. And just, it was like, kind of like natural Lawson. <laughs> yeah. Because we need more females to use to go to Family Mart. Well, let's just create a female Family Mart. It's, yeah, it's just, that can, I can totally see that happening. You can totally see that happening. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> 
Well, we've been at it for an hour. I mean, I'm good. Probably you're good too. We, if we do have any more topics, we'll cover them next show. I got it. Uh, okay. I hope the background music was good. I can't really hear any of that. Yeah, I'll figure something out next time. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good pilot run. Maybe we'll have a guest or two on it. Maybe, yeah. I don't know, are we doing this monthly? What are we doing? Uh, weekly, bi-weekly, monthly. Bi-weekly? Uh, if we run out of ideas, we might have to switch to monthly. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. But we should definitely do one when, like, AO is in Taiwan. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. We have the prep the cup, prep the cup guy host on Did You Know? This has been the pilot episode of Did You Know? I think it went okay. We'll yeah. Figure out from, we'll, we'll do the numbers when we get out on SoundCloud. We'll do the numbers. Once I get the club mix up. <laughs> yeah. Once you get the club mix up, we'll do the numbers. We'll we'll get the promo out. We'll get the, uh, the toned in gate up on it. Yeah. Follow us back if you want to download this fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be tight. All right. All right, man. Enjoy your day. I will. You too. Bye. Click. Bye-bye.